Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Agriculture podcast show. We are your preferred agriculture PR and communications network. To learn about what we do and how we do it, please visit our website at letstalkagriculture.com. So today, I want you to grab your chocolate candy or cookies from Barry Calibau and your glass of chilled Coca-Cola drink because we are about to dive into something amazing and I want you to be fully relaxed and enjoy this episode. In this episode of the Let's Talk Agriculture podcast show, we will be discussing the business of exportation, particularly agri-commodities. As we all know, export is the selling of goods and services across the national boundaries of other countries. And to really be good at this exportation of your agri-commodities, you need to learn the ins and outs of exportation. Now, to make this happen, we got in touch with Dibioti Batachaya, the VP Commercials of Afex. Hello, Dibioti. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Sharon, and I'm happy to have you on the show. Hi, Sharon. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, Nigeria has been the focus point for West Africa for commodities for a long time. So we are happy to be in any way we can you know, contribute to growing the export economy for this country. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yes. So before we dive right into this, can you tell us a bit about you, your journey? Was there some sort of a, a wow moment that got you to say, hey, I'm just going to dive right into this sector? Oh, so I, I, I began my career uh, uh, in, in a long time back in a very small company called Poland at that, that time. Um, and, and now it's a giant in the industry. Um, uh, so I, I started uh, with cocoa, fell in love with eating chocolates, figured out that chocolates uh, come from cocoa beans grown in West Africa and found my way to West Africa around 14 years back. Um, and that's sort of been my uh, starting point. And over the last 14 odd years, I've worked with uh, multiple international organizations, uh, trading beans, cocoa beans, cashew nuts, um, grains, and other export commodities out of Africa into Africa uh, from different destinations. And uh, then I am right now working with uh, African Commodities Nigeria, which is an SEC regulatory exchange. And we are trying to provide market access uh, and information to the participants in the Nigerian space. So it's right. it's completely uh, a, a love-based work that I do. And uh, that's what it has been for. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, what got me really interested is the chocolate part of it. <laughs> I love chocolate, so... <laughs> Sorry, yeah. so I was just really so particular about the whole chocolate candy and all of that you were mentioning. Don't mind me. I, I really love chocolates. I don't know. I don't know why. I have the sweet tooth. Oh, same hair. Same hair, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. then we should become brand ambassadors, you know. I mean, we, we shouldn't just be eating chocolates for nothing and there's nothing to, to show for it. <laughs> so, in fact, you know, uh, one of the things that probably we should highlight here, and this is one of the challenges that 
um, Nigeria is facing is that it gets discounted on the international market for our quality of beans. Um, but we, in fact, have one of the best qualities of production in the world. It's the post-handling practices, the storage practices, and the lack of maintaining the products that is forcing our products to get discounted on the Thank you so yeah. much for sharing that. Thank you so much for sharing that. So I believe that the, the agriculture sector actually contributes greatly to Nigeria's GDP with um, the major commodities like sesame seeds, cocoa beans, just like you mentioned, cashew nuts, ginger, palm kernel oil, frozen shrimps, and prawns. But still, there are constraints when it comes to the export of agro-commodities. So what can you really... Um, identify as the major, major challenge of agricultural exports in Nigeria? So the way, way we look at it, uh, there are three basic fronts of problems that the Nigerian exporters and the export commodities are facing. The first factor is that lack of information. And the information is not just on the pricing front, but also on the process front which means if there's a pricing available for a hedgeable commodity um, on the international market, as long as the market understands how they have to treat or handle a particular commodity, they can still get that fair pricing. However, most of our market participants are not aware. Um, second is that the situation on logistics of Nigeria has been a mess over the last three to four years, and that mess still doesn't get or show any signs of resolution. The logistics cost per metric ton basis is increasing on a daily basis. And on top of that, uh, the access point to the ports is in a terrible state. And finally, there are very few financing institutions or financing bodies who are also trading. So which means that there are very few organizations which exist, like Afex, who will finance an exporter to grow their volumes. And that's one of the standing points that uh, has helped Afex grow the business uh, and help exporters grow their volumes in the last two years. Okay, so you're saying lack of information is a major challenge for those that are into um, exportation of agro-commodities? Well, absolutely. So there is there is an immense amount of gap between the pricing, the discount terms, the premium terms, and the destinations for all cargoes. So what typically happens today is that a Nigerian exporter trades to another trader who trades to another trader and finally it goes to an end processor. It has three channels inbuilt. And what, what Afex is trying to solve this problem by giving them a direct market access to the exchange. So a buyer can directly connect to a seller who is probably an end processor, whether it is for sesame, whether it is for cocoa, whether it is for cashew. And eliminating these multiple supply chains is giving our suppliers a fairer price and even the buyers a fairer price for the same commodity uh, and cutting out uh, you know, uh, not required uh, middlemen in the business. Okay, so is, is there some sort of a structure put in place to provide relevant information by Afex? Oh yes, so anybody can you know become a part of the comics platform and see our daily prices in Naira terms. So all of these commodities, which are usually even dollar denominated, we have Naira contract terms trading on the commerce platform and they can reach out to our uh, many of domain experts and many of our contract providers who can give them a bulk rate for these commodities for a 
OTC kind of a contract. And that contract typically is traded on much more liquid terms uh, on, the, on the exchange. So everybody has a fair idea of the price which is happening on a daily basis for each of the commodities which are being uh, shown on comics. And it's, uh, it's an app which works on Android, it works on iOS, it can be accessed on the web. There's multiple platforms. Okay, so 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 if you don't mind, can you throw more light on the role the financial institutions are playing at this point? Because you mentioned the challenge is to be financial institutions. So what are those? What like the key role um financial institutions play in this uh particular point right now? So currently, most of uh, the banks, they are supposed to allocate a percentage of their portfolio to the agribusiness. However, by looking at the amount of risk that they expect the sector to have, and primarily that risk comes on the price position that most of the commodity players are running, this finance is not reaching out to the trade bodies or the trade functions. What Apex is doing in this case is that we have a commodity finance team which typically finances the product in a warehouse so it's an asset-backed financing that we do and by that manner the exporter has the ability to trade and get liquidity for that commodity up to let's say 70 or 80 percent of the value of the commodity and they don't have to wait for a banking to or a banking sector or an institutional finance to come in and provide them that liquidity Today, there are government schemes which are definitely trying to alleviate this problem. But I think the gap between where the finance is and where it is required to be is a huge number. So we are talking upwards of $200 billion uh, that currently can be put into the agricultural market and is just not there. Okay. Thank you so much for um, highlighting and throwing more lights on this um, few points you've mentioned. So I believe that when it comes to the agricultural sector, there are diverse opportunities that are yet to be effectively honest. So there, there was an analysis by the Nigerian Export and Promotion Council that shows that the total amount of estimated untapped potential in 2021 for the Nigerian exports of cocoa beans to, to the 10 best markets such as Germany, Malaysia, Singapore, Turkey, Netherlands, Italy, Japan, France, Mexico, and even Indonesia is around um, $425 million. So now how can we maximize Nigeria's opportunities for agricultural exports? So if we, if we just start from the cocoa example, right? One of uh -huh. the biggest things that we are missing out on cocoa is definitely that our crop size has been sort of stagnant. Uh, over the last few years and although we have better quality beans as I mentioned for at least the main crop of cocoa but that volumes need to grow over time uh, we need to treat those and store those beans in a proper manner so that the end processors are willing to pay the extra premium that should be coming to the Nigerian market instead of us getting discounted in terms of other commodities um, there is a lot of issue at stake because of the credibility of the Nigerian business, which means shipments being done on time, contracts being honored, and then buyers being able to trust that once a contract uh, is being signed, there is an adherence from both partners. Um, this lack of trust typically requires either the buyers to invest 
in the Nigerian economy by putting in their own offices. And then, of course, they should start going and you know buying from the hinterlands, taking out the margins from other players, which is something we think should not be allowed. Uh, but I, I also feel that there is also potential for a lot of value addition on the exports that Nigeria is missing out. On typically the cocoa and the cashew front, uh, we have our uh, adjacent countries where I think the value addition has already added 20 to 30 percent on top of these revenues that they used to be getting. So if we do the same leg-to-leg comparison in Nigerian volume terms, we feel that the gap is more than a trillion dollars. Okay, so you mentioned something about um, premium ties-in. So how do you think uh, farmers can um, put their, their products in a, in a premium way for them to, I mean, to get value for what they are, they are giving to, to consumers? How do you think farmers can premiumize their, their agro commodities? So the first thing that they need to understand, and there's a level of education that needs to be meted out to the farmers, is what is it that the, the processors want to consume? Which means what are the parameters that measure to the consumers in terms of the quality parameters, in terms of the moisture parameters, in terms of the foreign material? So a lot of the farmers don't store their products separately, which means if they're doing soybeans and they're doing maize, typically they're stored in similar kind of bags, similar place in the warehouse, and there's a lot of mixing that happens. And if there's a mixing that happens and those bags reach the final processor, they would have to spend a lot of time and money cleaning or separating these products, and this cannot be tolerated. Similarly, if the farmers are harvesting the product before they're completely ripe, then typically the output at the level of processing also reduces and the farmer automatically gets a cheaper price than they would have got by just waiting for a proper time of harvest. Third is definitely the infestation in terms of weevils and other pests, insects, which are trying to you know, uh, burrow into these food grades. And that again creates a human food ability problem. So if I think that it, it is a matter of relating with the right kind of clients who are educating the farmers, and who are allowing the farmers also to store the products in, in their proper places and then allowing the farmers to take their own decisions in terms of pricing. It boils down to the trust, but it also boils down to the amount of warehousing and the kind of closeness that we can build to the farming community. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing that. I know that wasn't part of what I was supposed to say, but I just wanted to really um, get that out because at some point I was really thinking on how they can really, um, I mean, for my own self, I was just thinking, I mean, how can farmers um, really get to premiumize their agricultural products so they can get really uh, good things. For me, I'm very particular about smallholder farmers. So when I have the chance to really ask questions about how uh, different things can benefit them. So I just really shoot it out. You know, it's my job to really put out uh, relevant information through the podcast. And that's the reason why we have Let's Talk Agriculture. So thank you for really putting that out. I'm sure I will be putting out this information as one of uh, our way of saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And just to, you know, uh, um, since we talked about chocolate, um, there is something that we can definitely say that AFEX currently is uh, is setting up a committee and a, a plan of action where we are trying to encourage uh, chocolate processors in Nigeria by Yay. helping them get beans and helping them get technology from overseas to invest um, and, and also training. And 
exposing them to international buyers directly. So if there are any of your listeners who have currently operating or currently are working in the chocolate space, they can definitely reach out to us and we can help them you know, get access uh, to buyers overseas for even their bars. Okay. I will definitely, um, I'm, I'm sure they are listening to this and I'm definitely going to put this out. If only I was into uh, chocolate, my God, I would have taken, <laughs> I would have taken the chance right now. I don't even think I can get into chocolate business, you know, because I think I would just finish eating everything and I will not make a sale. My God. <laughs> but... I think I think we need so that's that's where the idea of the you know growing the business comes in. So if if we you know uh, make any of these uh, premium products uh, and and we are able to consume it within the Nigeria market itself, that's a good place to start from. Um, right. But if we can export this and make Africa into one union where Nigerian products are going to Kenya or going to Cote d'Ivoire or Cote d'Ivoire products are coming to Nigeria or Ghana. I think that is something that we should start looking at instead of just looking at exporting to the European or the Southeast Asian markets. Africa itself has a lot of potential which is unexplored and uh, um, especially value-added commodities. I think we are today importing Mars, Lint and other uh, industry bars and paying much more for those bars than we should be paying for even Nigerian meat products. And similarly for any other product. So import substitution should be key to our business platform. And I think uh, that's where we are going towards in the future. Okay. So what do you think about, I'm just, I'm just trying to put this out. So what do you think about um, calling for farmers or something that are into this uh, cocoa bean that are looking into um, chocolate production so what what do you think about calling out for those kind of persons so you 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 get to train them to to learn about the market access how to um, start exportation into african countries because we're trying to say let's consume our own um, um, commodities here so what do you think about um, apex uh, setting up a program for something like that i think it would really be interesting to have uh, those that can be trained, of course, that is if they're already into it. So what's your thought on that? So absolutely, we we are already in the process of you know doing something similar. And while we are currently you know focusing on the people who have already started this business, um, okay. I think it can easily be extended to people who are willing to learn. But we need to have something where they have done, uh, they're currently operating a cocoa beans business. Uh, and then we can definitely encourage them to participate in the chocolate makers forum or uh, expand their uh, knowledge to how our chocolate beans is getting exported. Um, and these are trainings that we can we are definitely conducting and will conduct in the future. So Apex is more than willing to do that. We are currently donating more than one million saplings to farmers free of cost across uh, the different states which are producing cocoa. And that's part of the reason is to remove the deforestation of you know protected forest land and giving these saplings away from the farmers who are trading with us or working with us or free of cost uh, to make sure that you know they are using these new saplings, hybrid saplings, to sort of change the old trees which are not performing anymore. Okay, I think that's really amazing. It's it's glad it's it's good to know that uh, there's already a structure in place for that. 
so you could just uh, shoot me a message if uh, you ever need me to get involved um, in terms of uh, organizing the webinars or something just to uh, talk more about this and gather people oh, absolutely, to learn absolutely. about Shad, it. We, we need to get all of our farmers uh, involved. I mean, um, you know, as, as Apex is, is completely a company which talks about Africa feeding itself. So our focus is to make sure that the value addition in terms of monetary returns, in terms of quality of life, in terms of improving the sustainable development goals, all goes back to the farming community. So one way or another, if we can contribute to that, then we are 100% willing to. Oh, that's good news then. So just before we wrap up with this um, episode, do you have some sort of um, resources that you can share to help guide our audience? Oh, so absolutely. So what I can do, uh, uh, I think I will paste it on the chat uh, for everybody. So there are some reports which uh, can be accessed by anybody for a focus on the market for Nigeria. And uh, anybody can go and download this. Uh, and there are periodical reports which come in on the pricing, the crop trends, uh, which usually no other company in the market shares. But for Apex, it is free of cost, and everybody is able to come in and view and download those reports and share among themselves. Okay, then uh, no worries at all. I would just definitely um, put it down on our show notes so people can get access to it. Thank you so much for sharing, and I'm really so happy to have you. Thank you so much once again for taking our time to join me on this show. Pleasure, Sharon. And thanks to all of your listeners who have you know, taken out their time as well. Um, if they have any queries, uh, they can definitely reach out to you or to Affix. Uh, we have our communications team always on board to answer any queries. that you have. And see you all on the comments platform. Oh, great. Thank you so much. So, guys, we have come to the end of today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to hearing from you. If you have any questions, if you have any topic you want us to cover, so just send a message to us at podcast at letstalkagriculture.com. Thank you so much, guys. I love you. And I hope to see you again next week. Thank you so much, guys. Bye-bye.